3: This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the Sports Betting Network.
4: Big news for our friends in Ohio. DraftKings Sportsbook will be going live in your state this Sunday, January the 1st at 12.01 a.m. to celebrate. All new customers will receive $200 in free bets when they sign up today, plus five lucky customers. They're going to win a $100,000 free bet. Wow. So my question to you, Jonathan Von Tobel, you were to be the recipient of one of those $100,000 free bets. What are you doing? Where so, are you putting it?
3: $100,000, just put it on whatever, huh? I, yeah. I don't get to split it up. I got to put it on one thing.
4: I guess it says free bet. Huh? It doesn't say free bets. Uh, so I'm guessing it's just one bet, $100,000. If you were to be a recipient, where are you putting that money?
3: Bengals to win the Super Bowl.
4: Oh, you, so you're trying to, like, Let's come go. out like, okay, so you're trying Let's to come go. out. See, this was the thing. Parles was on here yesterday. He was trying with to get another, all smart with it. He's like, well, he, he went, was like fun. another big one. I was like, I'd probably just do like a. Like a one for one, I got you to like right. come out with hundred k and no you feel way. okay with I it. Want, you know, I'm in. You're 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 trying to take it. You're trying to take it. Actually, all I'll do down. a teaser. How about that? I'll just yeah, that you then. just go through and do something like that. I actually think it's if i uh, long teaser fired up. <laughs> if we do if we do look at it though, I mean, you, you take a look. I said that I would do Bryce Young, number one overall pick in the NFL draft yeah. at plus one twenty. So I'm getting a little bit more than the one to one. But I think that it would be at this juncture. I think something very weird would have to happen in this bowl game for him not to be the number one overall pick. So um, that's where I would put that at, pl- at, the, at the plus 120. But, hey, look, would, you know. I would have
3: actually, no. I would have bet the no on that dude to throw an interception in this bowl game <laughs> that we were talking
4: about. <laughs> the, the, could you get, like, plus 170 <laughs> right, at that point yeah. or whatever on the, on the no when it came down to it? Yeah, I mean, if I had the one actually this week, maybe, like, a Cowboys, like, Cowboys, Chiefs, parlay or something like that like just a cowboys chiefs money line parlay or do you, do you just
3: try to go straight to like just i just want the money like do you go to like i'm gonna bet the no minus 1100 on the patriots to make it to the playoffs
4: oh all right you know yeah, what i mean yeah just, yeah let's try to get that cash back this is interesting but hundred thousand dollar free bet would be incredibly awesome so again if you're in ohio go ahead sign up take the chance Hundred thousand dollar free bet is yeah 100 thousand dollar free bet is pretty great uh, so I did want to circle back to to an NBA thing with you. Yesterday, we see the Pelicans get it done uh, again, and this is not necessarily that I'm just looking at. Oh man, this Pelicans team is, is is so incredibly awesome because they were able to beat up on a on an inferior opponent. Though I mean, look, the Pacers are 500. They're 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 decent, but I think it was who they did it with was what I really wanted to kind of highlight here, and I think this is something that you had talked about on this program, and I think it really came to light yesterday where. You have, obviously, no no Zion out there. You have mm-hmm. no Ingram. You get a bad game out of McCollum. And even with that, you get a convincing win over the Pacers because of all these guys, like you said, the depth here in these in these role guys mm-hmm. are just able to really tr- and truly come out and contribute for this squad. And I think, man, come, come playoff time, you're going to have – Nine guys that have really heavy minutes that have a lot of experience playing, like and, and that could that could help you in the playoffs.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, a guy like Najee Marshall, who's come in, I think he's got like thirty nine points over the last two games for them, right? Is an yeah. awesome role player and he scored twenty two last night. Um, you know, you look on the bench and even a guy like, you know, Larry Nance Jr., who's a solid veteran, who's really good mm-hmm. depth piece of the front court, solid defender too, who was plus twenty five in his minutes played yesterday despite scoring only four points. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you, I think that that is the one thing that you like about this team. They're deep, even all the way down to, and he's not a big part of their, like Devonte Graham, Devonte Graham was a starting guard for a long time yeah. in the NBA. And he's going to be a bench guy coming off. Who's going to provide you for some, a uh, little bit of spark from a shooting and scoring standpoint. No, I, I like this when they're fully formed, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with specifically on offense. You know, I think, I think we got a little hot and heavy about the defense too quickly, right? Yeah. Like at one point they were a top yeah. 10 and like really into the top 10. Mm-hmm. And we saw during that losing streak that maybe that wasn't all legitimate still though, like for the season, uh, just on the fringes of the top 10 in terms of um, their defensive rating. And I still think there'll be a top half defensive team when all is said and done, that's what you want is depth. And it's not even so much to use it, right? Cause your playoff benches kind of get yeah. shorter. But it's, it's about overcoming adversity. How many times have we seen over the last few seasons, right? Teams have made runs because they have run into teams that are just suffering from injuries, right? It's a battle of attrition, even in the NBA postseason. And I think a lot of the times, if you have a lot of dudes you can rely on in terms of depth, then at the end of the day, you're going to have a
4: really good shot of getting out of this thing. It is Tuesday, and then what we do every single Tuesday of the NFL season here on Final Countdown, it is Teaser Tuesday.
3: It's Another, another one, another one. We the best teaser Tuesday.
4: We've made it through 17 weeks of the NFL season. We have not gotten a cease and desist letter for obviously ripping off those sounds, the effects that you hear in that, in that little open right there, John. So I feel like that this has been a success this season. So far. Yeah. So far. So far. So good. Uh, So listen, I think it was a good point that you made that Thanks, maybe there are some non-traditional legs you look at this week, given teams either situations, mm-hmm. motivations, or injury situations. And I think that there is. You just said situations. And, and there's, well, there's the, the situation where I'm talking about just here. Because it rhymed. From a, from a Titans standpoint is, look, their situation is this game doesn't matter at right. all. I mean, like, this game doesn't matter in the least bit. And so. I think that this is one of those, like you mentioned, I mean, you, bring, you bring it to a Cowboys team down to four, and I understand this is like before people start freak out and sending angry tweets. We said non-traditional, right. all right? Like we, like we get it. We understand. But there is – there are very, very, very few scenarios in which this Cowboys team loses this game, and I feel like there are very few scenarios in which they don't win this thing by at least a touchdown.
3: Right. And that's And that's why yeah, you, yeah. like you point yeah. this out, to get that down to, you know, bring it down to that four. Uh, and that's why, again, non-traditional. It's just given this situation to bring that down to the point where I think what the opener was three, right? That's what mm-hmm. we initially thought that this was line. this line was going to be. But as this has evolved, it has moved up enough where I, this is, I think, the one time where you might fan, like might use that as an option yep. if you don't have any other legs
4: moving down the board if we do get to one that is a traditional option and certainly uh, fits the mold with a low total and getting a team all the way up to eight and a half is that Miami Dolphins team that looks like they're going to be without two attack of Io looks like it's going to be. Teddy Bridgewater in there for them. They find themselves as two and a half point dogs. So you can get them up to eight and a half in a game with a 42 total against this new England Patriots team. And John, I think we kind of gave it away maybe in our number one here, but when you look, this Patriots team just has not been able to score as it is anyway. So even if you look at this and say, I think that the dolphins lose this game, I would say, okay, I'll at least I'll entertain your, your, your handicap here on how they lose the game, but losing at margin I don't know if this Patriots squad really has it in them to beat a decent team at margin. And and listen, you can say what you want to about the Dolphins defense. They're middle of the pack. Yes, they're not good. They're not horrible. They're just kinda ish. They're just kind of there. Right. But I don't think this Patriots team is that team that really goes out and, and takes advantage say, of that like and the lights Patriots them up, have, right? They've yeah. gone
3: out and beat up on bad defenses either. And take it back what? To the Bears, for example, where yeah. they didn't really do that much against them.
4: So we would be getting eight and a half in a forty-two total against a Patriots team, like I said, that I'm not too worried about lighting up the scoreboard. I think this probably will end up in my account this week because it's – look, and by the way, do not let anybody fool you about that teasers have not been good this year. The first four weeks of the season, yes, they were were terrible. They have been on fire. Every single one hit this week, by the way. Every single teaser leg, if you played a proper teaser leg, hit this week. And so uh, I'll take the eight and a half with the Dolphins there. Against the, uh, can I ask you really quick? Yeah.
3: So we're talking about this being officially official and what what Mm -hmm. the number does. Does it take you? Does it take you off of teasing this up to eight and a half when this could close three and a half?
4: (sighs) Yeah, I mean there is that. There, there certainly is that. Um, I do wonder if we would get. All the way through the three, and that would be the only thing that would give me some pause, I guess, right. when it when it came down to it. But uh, it's a fair point. I think if it stayed, I would I would take the eight and a half if it did just land on the flat three. I, right. I, would, I would just go and take the eight and a half. But yeah, if it made it all the way to the other side, then that would certainly be a something that we could take a look at. Um, and Probably would, you know, j- just take the three and a half. Another one that is it's traditional ish, not not. All the way through is is the Eagles down to a point as opposed to, you know, they're not seven and a half. They're seven down to a point against the Saints. 44 is the total in this one. We know Gardner Minshew likely to be, even though they have not fully ruled out Hurts yet, it doesn't make any sense for them to play Jalen Hurts. They've only got to win one of the last two games in order to secure that one seed. Uh, This Saints team, no real signs of life. Uh, They don't have any playmakers really at this point either. Eagles down to a point. Even, even a Gardner Minshew-led Eagles, I think, and we'll do our power ratings uh, in the final segment of the show, I still have them fairly high. I still think this team is really, really complete. Now, I do think the Lane Johnson injury is something for us to certainly yep. at least bring up. I mean, we are talking about not just a good offensive lineman, guys. We are talking about a guy who, and, and he actually might be back for the postseason. They're just saying at least the last two games of the regular season, but He is PFF's number two rated pass blocking tackle in all of football. He is not allowed a sack or a quarterback hit the entire season long for this team. So this is not just your, oh, offensive lineman injury. This is like your awesome stud offensive lineman injury. And so there's at least that to take into consideration here. It's a bad week for offensive lineman injuries. Lyle Collins, too, uh, for Cincy. No,
3: I I think this this is one that I had circled for potential uh, Mm -hmm. and haven't really included it on anything yet. You know, I will say Gardner Minshew played really well against the uh, the Cowboys. I do wonder if we're talking about the market still. Like, what would this number be if Hurts was in? Right? We have seen that the market thinks that there's a very big mm-hmm. difference between these two. Like, was it really, is it really going to be like, what, 12-ish if it's right. Jalen Hurts in this game? And why I bring that up is like, maybe the market is kind of coming back around on Philly, pricing them mm-hmm. like maybe the team uh, that they were before the Jalen Hurts injury or somewhere around there. Um, but either way, like I would not tell anybody not to tease this down. Minshew was good enough that in this kind of a spot against New Orleans, surprisingly plucky in New Orleans on the road against Cleveland, that he should be able to get this done by a one point margin. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's a, it's
4: like it's like with the Saints. It's just like they're they're like just good enough to to hang with the bad teams or like beat the bad teams. But obviously, I think the Eagles are are one of these elite teams in the yep. NFL, and so it's not one of those teams that I'm incredibly worried about the the Saints kind of pulling some sort of crazy upset or anything like that. Certainly not on the road, too. Now you're not in the Superdome. You're not in the, playing on the fast track and whatnot. And we don't know even what their situation is with their receiving core. We know they were without Landry. They were with the, for the rest of the year. Alave didn't play last week either, so we'll see. We'll continue on here on the other side. A couple of more teaser options for the week, and I want to see, would you have the fortitude, my man, to play one on the Cleveland Browns? When we come back, we'll finish up
0: That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
1: Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v
3: the sports betting network.
4: Watch football with a little more on the line by playing free in the Guinness Time Challenge. Just visit DraftKings.com/slash Guinness, set your lineup, and watch the action unfold as you play for your share of one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars all season long. Guinness made for more terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. A couple of other options here, and I do I do wonder could you find yourself in a game. With a 40 and a half total. Hmm. With a with a teaser leg on the Cleveland Browns against the Washington Commanders. Yes, the Commanders are two and a half point favorites at DraftKings over the Cleveland Browns. So you could get this thing to eight and a half if you wanted to in a 40 and a half total. The Browns have looked putrid. They have looked absolutely yep. atrocious. Uh, since Deshaun Watson has come back, the commanders have at least shown signs of life, I guess, somewhere along the way, chase young is back for them. He played limited snaps this past week. You can only assume he plays more this week. Um, but eight and a half and a 40 and a half total is still an incredible amount of points.
3: It is. And I'd say, look, I think the Browns are one of the, the options for me this weekend. Absolutely. Yeah. And the other part of this too, is look, who, no matter who is playing quarterback, Carson Wentz only had 16 dropbacks. He still committed a turnover-worthy play yeah. right when he got into that yeah. game um, this last weekend against San Francisco. Uh, when you look at Taylor Heineken, the way that he has played, he is also a guy who commits multiple turnover-worthy plays. So you have a quarterback on Washington who is going to put themselves in a position where you turn the ball over, allow Cleveland to stay within a number like this. It, this has like 13-12 written all over it from mm-hmm. a scoring standpoint, whatever the winning side is going to be. But I would I would think that I'm relatively confident, kind of going into a game like this. That at the very least, like you always say, like, am I really going to think that the Washington Commanders is going to come in here, yes, at home and beat me by margin, right. like like nine, ten points? I just don't think that's going to be it, the
4: case. It just does. And and listen, for for what it's worth, the Browns' defense has at least been uh, right Better-ish, in that league average. Yeah. Like you know, they're they're like a little bit like twentieth or like, like nineteen, twenty whenever you look at the kind of the last six weeks. so. Much better than they were at the beginning of the year where yep. there was a complete sieve, and so they've been playing at least a little bit better as well, and now you get this inferior competition. I, I, I'm with you. I think it's just one of those where I have to just plug my nose, play it, maybe yeah. not even watch the game or something, and just, and just uh, watch the box score and see that that thing gets home for me, hopefully. Uh, we have the Seattle Seahawks and the New York Jets, so now that this thing has been announced that Mike White is going to go for the Jets, did get cleared, is going to go for the Jets, so now that he is official, we are looking at a two-point line now in this one, meaning you could get the Seahawks at home up to eight points in a 42 total against the New York Jets. Now, we do have Mike White where we've seen this offense be at least a little bit more explosive with him. That being said, there's a little bit of smoke and mirrors with the Mike White thing because oh, a little, huh? he yeah. hasn't been you know, very efficient, actually, and like there's a whole bunch of other stuff going on here. So, again, it kind of comes down to, has Seattle looked bad lately? Yes, they definitely have looked bad lately. They won't have Tyler Lockett. We get that as well. So, all of these things kind of going against it. But we are, again, 8.5 points, home team, and a game with 42 in an offense that, look, is going to look better because you can't look worse than you get with, with yep. Zach Wilson out there. But it's, just, it's not a good offense by any stretch of the imagination. So, I think this is another one where you just – might have to plug your nose and just play it.
3: Yes, I like I for, so yeah. for myself. The Seahawks are one of my favorite teaser relates yeah. this weekend, and like I, you you said this. I'm so glad you brought this up. I feel like, you know, what? which Will Ferrell movie is it where he's like, I think like I'm taking crazy pills, right? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. like when I, I think everybody still, when they watch Mike White sees the Chicago Bears game, right? Where he throws mm-hmm. three touchdowns, goes into that game, looks great. And everybody's like, wow, this is a, you know, you're hearing about the Jets building around Mike White. i mean, like, you watch the two games prior. not like he's been terrible. But like you said, through two interceptions in the following game has not been efficient in terms of the way that he's been throwing the ball. This is a Jets team that I think has been pretty overvalued by the betting market. They have not covered consecutive games for a very long time. The market has been, I think, a little too high on them. Seattle has done enough, I think, like, where you're talking about a like-rated opponent, which the New York Jets should be here, getting this up to eight and a half, right? Mm -hmm. Again, talking about with a total of 42, asking Mike White and the Jets to beat you by that margin. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. Like, I feel like this is one where the market still kind of sees the Jets as the team that was going up and down the field against the Chicago Bears, which is one of the worst defenses yeah. in the NFL, that was missing right many guys. So, like I'm, I think this is one of my favorite teaser legs: yeah. the Seahawks getting up to eight and a half, and including it on multiple multiple tickets.
4: So we talked about a non traditional leg earlier. Another one would be the Chargers that are six and a half point favorites right now. So you kind of get this down to almost a pick them. You take the six and a half down to a half a point, another ridiculously low total at 40 and a half. So again, you're, you're getting, uh, you know, you're asking this team to just win in a game that has 40 points being scored. We've seen the chargers. I think, you know, over the last three weeks look about as mediocre as you could possibly look. We've seen the Rams flash, I guess, at least a little bit at times, but I don't know. This one has me, this one, weirdly enough, JBT, this one actually has me weirdly worried. I don't not, not necessarily. That I think that the Rams are actually going to win this thing, but it wouldn't. This Chargers team, man, like I don't know. It just, if they came out and laid a complete egg, I'll just put this. It would not surprise me in the least bit. Like that way, it would not shock me if this team just came out and was was didn't even resemble a a, a playoff team at the home. Right. Well, and and also, you know, now you're buying
3: at the top of the market with the Chargers, yeah. right? As they continue to kind of deliver in these spots. And you and I talked about this right around the time where it was like that Rams game or the the Raiders game, but like don't look now, but the market's kind of bottomed out on the Rams. they've covered three yeah. out of their last four games. They're not playing terrible football by any stretch. they've won two out of the last three. obviously, they seem plenty motivated when they were blowing out the Denver Broncos and Nickelodeon like this is a team that I think is now at the point the market is kind of moving in these two directions opposite with both of these squads where you're talking about like I think it is somewhat of a like like you said, am I running to bet Rams plus two forty? No. Mm-hmm. But am I confidently going in and playing the Chargers at like minus six and a half or thinking they've got this thing in the bag? I, yeah. I don't think by any stretch that's
4: the case. Are we all are we at all worried maybe that the Rams won't look as good with their Opponents not getting slimed multiple times yes. throughout the course of a game. Like, are we worried at all at all about that? Could be. Maybe there's yeah. a hangover effect from playing on Nickelodeon. So, so there could be that. We'll watch we'll start this be a trend. This will be a trend for Like the year.
3: anti-religion trend
4: that we had. Yes. It wasn't like that bad. It no, yeah. it was
3: just you know it was weird. Uh,
4: all right. So the other one, last one that is does fit kind of the traditional mold here would be the Cincinnati Bengals right now one and a half point underdogs to the Buffalo Bills. You could take them up to seven and a half at home in a game does have a little bit higher total. Man. So this is, uh, you know, outside of your traditional long leg, because you're trying to look for, th- for totals under 47, whatever, 49 and a half. But, um, you know, look, this game for me, and this is going to be, I, I this really is so amazing. On this, game. this is so amazing that this game is Monday night football. I mean, just, yes. it's, it's so fantastic. I'm, I'm so glad we have a premier, premier game coming in on Monday, but, this this to me this almost feels like whoever has the ball last type game to me like and yeah. so I, I I I think getting seven and a half with Cincinnati I I feel okay with that I think I mean it's if Cincinnati has the ball last and McPherson hits a fifty seven yard to win it wouldn't surprise me and then the same deal if if Josh Allen has some miracle thirty yard scramble to put them in yep. field goal range to win like that just seems kind of like how this game. Could play out.
3: No, I I would agree with that. I also think like, look, so I'm looking around, you know, what this reminds me of is, was it, uh, but just over a month ago where the Vikings were underdogs, right? At mm-hmm. home to Dallas. And I'm kind of looking at the number. I'm like, why? Yeah. Right. Like, Why? But here's the thing. I have a much stronger statistical case to build now for Cincinnati Mm -hmm. in this spot, looking around going, why? Why are the Bengals, who have been covering numbers left and right, clearly the market really has not adjusted enough on how good this team is, taking on a Buffalo Bills team that still has clearly been overvalued by the betting market themselves. I think, what are we talking about Now three and six against the spread in their last nine games? The market still thinks that this is this Bills team that is head and shoulders above the rest of the NFL, which I don't think is the case anymore. Um, and like you get just Joe Burrow. Again, it's only a point. So to your point, when we're talking teasers. Yeah. Like I think there is value in teasing this thing up because at the very least, I feel like the Bengals deserve to be favored here in this spot against mm. the Buffalo Bills.
4: Yeah. So full full disclosure, I did I did play Cincinnati on the money line already. Yeah. So I already I already had that in there. But now that it, now this thing's moved to a point and a half at a lot of the rest of country books, imagine it'll do the same here at some point. Um uh, getting them to seven and a half, like I said, I I could be proven wrong. Maybe the Bills just go out and prove that they are by far the number one team in the NFL, no doubt about it, and it is what it is, but I I think Cincinnati's right there with them, man. I yep. really do. Like, I think they are right there, and if I'm going to get seven and a half with them at home, I think I'm going to take that more times than not. A couple of different games that might end up in that range depending on what news breaks. This Ravens-Steelers is sitting three right now, but if we get that Lamar isn't going to play, then maybe this thing goes to two and a half as opposed to three. Uh, Steelers, I think – a pretty attractive leg then at that Mm -hmm. point up to eight and a half in a game with a 36 total as we sit right now. Uh, I think that would be a pretty attractive leg for me for sure. And then um, one of the other ones that that could possibly get there, Bucks and Panthers, um, it is a – it is right now a a cheap three, and so uh, this could be heading to two and a half, and Panthers up to eight and a half. Could I interest you, Panthers eight and a half? Sure,
3: absolutely. Yeah.
4: What, what have we seen from the
3: Buccaneers right. that are going to make you think they're going to go in there and roll over a team and win by that?
4: It is crazy. I mean, it, this this is this is like teaser like Central this week. I it mean, there's like so many games where I'm looking, going, I don't think I want to take that on that line, but at that line, yep. I, I I feel pretty good. About that, there's gonna be some there's going be some round robins going for me this week. That's that's for sure. Thank you, by the way, William Hill for allowing me to do that and not having, dude. No other book allows you to do that, and so you have to just manually put in the teasers over yep. and over and over again. At least William Hill here in here here in Vegas, they Angually give you they tweet them. Maybe yes, they'll respond. They give you they, they do give you the the option to round robin them, and it saves you so much time. I do appreciate that. We're gonna look at Circus Survivor and see what we would do on the other side here.
0: This
3: is v final countdown with Stormy Bonatone and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network.
4: VEASAN is the gift that keeps on giving. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber for only 79 American and get access to everything we do now through the Big Dance. Sign up today. You'll get $20 to buy VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear at our online store. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests, betting splits, and betting reports. This is a limited-time offer, so... Sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift and get VEASAN Pro access now through the end of March Madness at slash subscribe. Uh, we were talking before the show started. You know, Twitter sometimes you can just kind of get lost. You go and you start like looking around for things and, oh, yeah. and, you know, and then you get lost and go down a rabbit hole and stuff. So we've, uh, since we've r- ranted about this four or five other times, we might as well go ahead and, and say it yet again because we want to remind all of our fine viewers and listeners out there just, just to not be that guy. And don't be that guy that when you, you know, lose a prop bet because no. a guy gets injured or any kind of anything like that. Like you, you don't deserve a refund. Like you're not des- deserved of a refund. If the book, on its own, decides to give that to you, you should look at it as a gift and say thank you, and you move on with your life. When you start calling them out and saying I can't believe you're not doing this, do the right thing. No, the the right thing is not the right thing. That's not the right thing. It would just be a gift. It's not the right thing players get injured. It happens all the time. Trust me. I know because the last five guys i bet on Monday night football have all gone into the blue tent at some right. point. I, I, it happens. It's just, that's, it's, it's almost as if we're gambling, John.
3: Uh, yeah. Right. You know, it's, yeah. It's, or, <laughs> you know, it's, it's shocking too. Actually, I can kind of understand it because it's not like Devin Booker had, I don't know, missed the previous five games <laughs> with that injury. And maybe just maybe there's an increased chance that he might, I don't know, make that thing a little worse when yeah. he comes back. Uh, no, I'm with you. It, it, again, there is no problem with getting. The refund. I will never fight against that because I got a lot of who sticks up for the industry. Let's take it up for the industry. You know, it, I'm pushing back on all of if you. If they want to give it, fine, right, whatever. You goobers out there yeah. who are like, yeah, I lost my prop bet. You need to refund me immediately. Or the other ones who are, how about this? Not only that, the ones who are saying, no, we need it voided so I can cash my $9 24-leg parlay that totally would have cashed if Devin Booker would have played.
4: <laughs> D-bags. Here's, here's the other thing. Here's the other, you know what happened? The unders cashed. Yeah. Well, it, it, this, so it, here's the other know?
3: thing. This is the mind blowing thing about it, right? If we go back to, remember last year, because there were people, there were plenty of screenshots out there. The same people that were arguing that Devin Booker should be voided because he only played four minutes and blah, 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 blah were the same people. That bet Draymond Green unders when right. they knew that he was going to get the ceremonial start, mm-hmm. play one second, intentionally foul, and leave that game. And they swore. Can you imagine yeah. if those people out there were the same? Where they're like, "How can you say that doesn't count? How can you void that? That's yes. not
4: fair. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's 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 insane. Again, we we have nothing. I have I. I I'm not going to speak for draw. I have nothing against these books giving you refund. Right. They want if they want to do it because they want to do it for promotional purposes. By all means, uh, whatever, go to town. If you expect it, or if you literally lose your mind to saying that you cannot believe Sportsbook XYZ is not doing this and whatever, stuff like that, right. like, you are in the wrong, you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong hobby. Get a, right. get a new hobby because it's, it's gambling. Players get hurt. That is the way this goes. Like, you should probably just not bet player props, like. You know, I mean, that's does, how it does goes. the mad dog
3: guy right
4: in Circus Survivor? That was what was he
3: forty five seconds away from winning yeah. that thing? Does he
4: get a refund? Oh, uh, so yes, this is that's a perfect segue here into our Circus Survivor segment here. And if you guys uh, weren't with us yesterday, we laid this out just a little bit. Yes, there was a guy that was forty six seconds away from winning six million dollars in the Circus Survivor. If the Pittsburgh Steelers had not scored with forty six seconds left, then he would have been the sole winner. And would be probably on, you know, vacation right now. He'd be in some island somewhere sipping tropical cocktails. Instead, he had to turn right back around the next morning and make another pick due to a rule that I don't really like. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, in Circus, like, I don't like these holidays having to be their own days, but specifically don't that. like the Christmas one where yeah. it is turnaround, like, the, the very next day.
3: And anyway, you don't really have the full, like, the options are t- yes. like. Like yeah, no, I, I would agree with yeah, that. Yeah, I don't. I,
4: I'm not a big fan of that as it is anyway. And, and by the
3: th- way, too, I mean, think about that from a strategy standpoint. I'm, obviously, you would love to make it that far. You also got to look ahead and go, okay, I need one of
4: these six teams still yeah. available for me by the time we get to this Sunday. the The other the other part too is, and I mean, you could say like, well, he knows he should be playing ahead. Well, didn't really know because double digit people were still alive right. come Saturday. So, like, what, where I was going with this is. You know, it's not even enough time. So when you have to turn around and make the, the pick on Sunday as well, banks are closed. Yep. Like, whatever. So, so, like, trying to get your hands on enough money to try and hedge and do all these things like that, like, it's it's impossible to do. And, like, there's somebody who's like – again, I had people coming at me saying, well, you could plan ahead and you could know. It's like, well, he didn't really know. There's 14 people. That he didn't know that, like, all these people were going to get eliminated. Right. Yeah, like, to a point to where he was going to get the betting opportunity of a lifetime where you could put down a risk-free bet to, you know, become a millionaire. I mean, like, that's just not – it wasn't probable. It just ended up happening, right? And so, I don't know. Nothing here, to there. They're not going to change that. Circle likes that for whatever for for whatever reason. I, I don't like the Christmas week. I, Thanksgiving, I think I can deal with because there's days in between games, and yeah. I think I'm fine with that. But like, I, I don't like that that quick turnaround uh, on Christmas Day. But uh, we do. What we do have is three remaining. Um, three remaining teams left in this, and of course. Maybe they're contacting each other. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're trying to figure out, you know, if they can work out some deal where they all make some some uh, some money on all of this. But if you take a look this week, um, graphic if you're watching at home as to which teams are available for these people. John, as you take a look at this, is there anything that looks just incredibly – obvious to you on the board. I mean, we do know that there is some incentive, I guess, to hold some teams until the last week. But I mean, if you're playing for six million dollars, like I've always said this, if you're playing for six million dollars, the right. extra million, don't get me wrong, it's great to have an extra million dollars, but you're gonna win six million dollars. Like you're just trying to get there. I'm not worried about like trying to save a team to get an extra million. I just want to win the six million. Right. You know? So I'm not I'm not I'm not worried about that in the in the least bit here. So there's a couple of teams that do have Miami, a couple of teams that have Minnesota, a couple of teams that have New Orleans, a couple of teams that have Seattle, a couple that have Pittsburgh. I mean, again, none of these are our big favorites this week. I mean, if we do look at the teams that I are mean, favorites, it would be there's there's two teams that have the Chargers. Yep. And they're they're playing the Rams the six and a half point favorites. I know that's nothing we just we literally just mentioned that we weren't jumping up and down to run to bet that, but if you're looking at the teams that X are available. Which means
3: they don't have them, correct? Right. Oh, X, does, X means they uh, don't have them. Right. Uh, it, so there's yeah, so one. So there's one, one team the that has
4: the Chargers. Then
3: all three, I mean, the thing that sticks out too, like all three have Jacksonville, but again, Jacksonville doesn't have anything to play for. I mean, they are playing Houston.
4: That that goes. There is that, but then that goes to what we were talking about with a motivation factor, You're right? right? Yep. Like the the motivation I mean, factor into this. Detroit
3: thing. sticks out, right? All three have Detroit available. That would be one where we're looking ahead to Detroit, what being a six point favorite at home. Yeah. Against the Chicago Bears, although the way that Chicago can score indoors, I don't know if that's going to be. Yeah, a total
4: of fifty-two. I, in I, that I wouldn't one. really
3: really want to sweat that thing out. Um, yeah, and given the way how you know how bad that run defense looked against Carolina this last weekend, I
4: think if you're Brown Brown-a, um who who does have the Chargers, it's a yeah. no-brainer,
3: right? Yeah, I think you're probably rolling with the Chargers if you if you are the team that has them available. Like I think After we just a... got done talking about how. It does make you kind of (laughs) –
4: if they charge her, this thing does. Like, I think that's a no-brainer. And then you look and – Do you make the case for New England? Well, there's two teams that have the Giants. Yep. Yep. The Giants up against the Colts. If we do believe the Colts are doing the right thing, do the right thing, Colts. They are, baby. Do the right thing. It's actually a really good point. Like, lose. You should lose. And then, you know, the Giants up against the Colts. And the Giants actually with everything to play for.
3: Yeah. As well. It's actually a really good point. I think if if we're looking at these teams that are currently available for some of these, right – So the Giants, obviously, that would not include Jed, um, but Brown uh, and the enemy within. Yeah, (laughs) Um, that would be probably the one you have circled, at least near the top of your list, given the team that you're facing.
4: Yeah, I mean, not a surprise. All three have Chicago. All three have Arizona. All three have Indianapolis, have Houston have Jacksonville, um, but as we mentioned, Jacksonville is a pretty interesting scenario here because they are sitting four-and-a-half-point favorites right now, but they are in a position that we just talked about where this their whole season comes down to week 18. I could not, with good faith, put in a, a play, not for $6 million right. on, on, on the Jags, when even if they are going to play their guy, they might pull them after you know, two series or something like that. Yeah. So there's just, I, I can't,
3: so you dare I couldn't do that. All, all two of them have Atlanta. Do you dare make the case for Atlanta as a uh, what a four four point favorite against Arizona?
4: <laughs> I mean, listen, Trace McSorley looked like the worst quarterback that's ever played in the right. NFL this you know time. Mean? He, he looked like that had ever taken a snap in the NFL. So yeah. But although again,
3: you're just we're just throwing things out there. Yes. But uh, I will say it's not like Desmond Ritter didn't has not looked like, you know,
4: maybe the second worst quarterback. I think for me, it would be it would come down to and uh, Brown, I think, actually has a fairly interesting decision because it would—he has both the Giants and the Chargers, right? And I think there's a pretty compelling case for both, right? Where again, we are—they're not going to say it out loud. It, the Colts should lose out. I mean, like they, they need a quarterback. They—it's only two games left. What's the point? It's a lame duck coaching staff. Like the whole nine yards. So, like they should lose out. They should do everything they can to lose this game. So that is fairly interesting. Again, with a with a giant squad that really, really needs this win.
3: Yeah, I think Giants, obviously Brown, because they have the Chargers. I mean, I'm sure Detroit is being considered. Again, we talked about maybe some of the issues there, but I, I probably, if you're talking about Brown and TW, or was it TEW, the enemy within, um, <laughs> I think you're looking at the Giants really hard there.
4: Boy, this would just be, this would be something interesting. Hopefully, these people have made friends. Hopefully, they are uh on a group text together, and hopefully uh, they've got some uh, some paperwork being right, filled out yeah. and stuff, you know, somewhere along the way. And hopefully, uh, you know, everyone could come out feeling good and warm and fuzzy and all of this because that's that's the right way to do it. You made it this far, don't don't it's leave yeah, don't don't leave empty handed. We'll wrap things up with our power
0: ratings when we come back. If you dare. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right
1: now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void rep prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonitone and Matt Brown on
3: v the Sports Betting Network.
4: The countdown to 2023 has started at Bet Rivers Online Sportsbooks. Got you covered. New Year's off with a bang. Listen, Bet Rivers, go in there. Get a 22% profit boost if you go in on the 31st of December. And then if you go back on January the 1st, they're going to give you a 23% profit boost on any qualifying wager. That's right. Celebrate with Bet Rivers. Get not one, but two profit boosts. It's a whole new game. 24 to 3 still in this bowl game, Memphis up 24 to three over Utah state. There is a minute 59 left in the third quarter. And I can read that despite the fact I don't have my glasses on. You I know, can't like, actually super read blind, that. huh? No, see, that's the thing is everyone, I'm pretty every, blind. everyone always asks like, dude, how can you forget your glasses? And the problem is like, I'm not blind. It's just, they help me see much better. And so I can walk around and still see things. I'm not running into walls or whatever and all, you know, all the things like that. And so I can sometimes just walk out and not have them. And then I leave and I'm like, ah, but I see so much better with them.
3: I can I can make my way around the world without my glasses. But uh, if we're talking about, like, reading and doing
4: things, like functioning as a human, mm, not so much. Well, the last time I forgot them, I did leave the studio with a god-awful headache. I mean, just a terrible one trying to read the screen with her. I think I'm doing okay today. I think everything's you going to work bad. out. So um, is there any other, before we move on to our power ratings, I do want to... Swoop back to the NBA real quick and see if you had any thoughts on any of these other games that are going on this evening.
3: Uh, let's see. I will double check to see if we have any uh, notable movement up to this point because we've hit on pretty much everything mm-hmm. uh, that I think really stands out on the schedule today. You know, I, I'll say that when we go to like a spot like Atlanta and Indiana, I, I think it's pretty interesting because we saw the overnight here was Indiana as a one and a half point favorite. We have since swung in the other direction. The Hawks are now – a a one and a half point favorite, a battle of two teams who have been relatively inconsistent up to this point. And um, the it's interesting because this Hawks team, it's one Matt where I have had no read on it. And I've wrote about this Mm -hmm. multiple times because it's when one thing fails, right? The other succeeds. So for example, the Hawks will come out on any given night and they will put forth an inefficient offensive effort, but their defense will be great. They'll fail to cover a number. And then they'll go out the night after that. And their defense will implode. And they mm-hmm. won't be able to keep up. It, like It's just been every single thing. It's like when you're in the glass box surrounded by water and all the holes start appearing and you just don't have enough fingers to plug up all the holes. Like that's what the Hawks have been. And, and the Pacers on the other end, they've kind of turned back into a pumpkin to a certain extent, but they've been a little bit more consistent. So, I don't want to say I'm not surprised that the market has moved in favor of Atlanta, but Atlanta has been consistently an overvalued team by the betting market who has covered just three games in the month of December, and yet here they are getting flipped to the road favorite. I just think it's pretty interesting that the market continues to kind of, you know, get behind Atlanta Mm -hmm. despite diminishing returns.
4: So one other game I do want to bring up, and it's strictly more of a a blanket-type statement Mm -hmm. here, and I know that there's no... Nothing set in stone. I just kind of want to get your general philosophy Definitely. on this. So we see tonight we've got the Celtics as you know as high as 15 point favorites here over the Rockets. Do you find yourself gravitating to the big favorite, away from the big favorite, or are these games you kind of just leave alone and don't even really focus too much attention?
3: I on? think I kinda I tend to find myself wanting to go to the big like to the to the big underdog. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing in these games though, and, and like basketball I've more and more this year I find myself even in the write was talking about like I'm looking for this angle in game mm-hmm. on this one it's, it's in game, right? Mm-hmm. Like in the first quarter, if the Rockets put forth just a, like an adequate first quarter play, right? You're going to get a cheaper number on Boston. Like at some point, this is going to get a little bit cheaper, especially like we're talking about a total that's getting into like the two thirties. You're going to get a point where you're going to be able to lay a relatively cheap number. I mean, look at like a team like Philly, for example, each of their last two games, they trailed early in the first quarter against the New York Knicks. Uh, at one point they were underdogs in that game and they trailed by 20 against the Los Angeles Clippers. They ended up winning and covering and Pre
4: flop numbers as well. Mm-hmm. You can always get cheap numbers of basketball in game. Yeah. So it's just, it's one of those because I've, I've had some people ask me a couple of different times, you know, just the the whole thing of, eh, you know, what do you, uh, what do you do with these like 14, 15, 16 point basketball favorites? And like for me, it's just, I'm just not very good at it. So I kind of like, I I don't gravitate one way or the other. I kind of just like pass on them, you yeah. know, I just, I'm not very good at it. So I just didn't know if like, you have seen any sort of thing kind of of late where it leans you one way or the other, or if you know, whatever. But I, it, like you said, it's probably just an in game. I think, play. yeah, I'm I think generally
3: you're looking for on um, big favorites, you're looking for cheap in game prices on them.
4: I, uh, because I'm a dork, I listen to NFL radio just on the way to the studio. And so Lou, Lou Anarumo, who is the defensive coordinator for the Bengals, was the guest on the show that I was listening to on the way in. And he said something I thought was quite interesting. Just to let you know, like when you hear someone talk, how you can just kind of tell, you know, someone sharp. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like these guys that are sharp. Obviously, if you guys hadn't been paying attention to the Bengals defense, it's been one of the really consistent units all year long, and specifically in the second half, has been really, really, really good. And a lot of that has to do with Anarumo being able to make these adjustments on the fly, and him being just a really good, really good coach, top to bottom. And so, anyway, they they asked him about just. How do you go about defending a guy like like Josh Allen, right? Because I mean, again, at, at any given time, even even if it's not a designed quarterback run, he drops back, he doesn't see what he's looking for, he takes off, he's doing whatever on stuff like that, and he's you know he said you know well look we we do have the benefit of playing a guy like Lamar a couple times a year, which he said I understand he's not as big as Josh Allen, but it's the same deal if you don't wrap up. You know, you're screwed. He's going to take off whatever. But he's like, so this is the other thing, though, with with a guy like Allen is the problem is is you have to remind the guys. And this is where I'm like, you hear this guy talking, you just go, this guy's sharp. You just think you have to remind the guys. He's as big as a tight end, but he's still a quarterback. So you can't do the whole drive into the ground. He's like, so I have to remind my guys, like, Look, you need a hit, and you've got to do that roll thing. And you can't, like, because your whole body weight on him, we're going to get the flags, we're going to get all this stuff like that, and we're going to get these unnecessary penalties that can swing and shift a game and stuff. And so it's like this guy's already thinking, like, to tell his guys – I don't care if he's 6'5", 255, whatever, and he's as big as a tight end. It's right. like you got to remember he's a quarterback, and you've got to like treat him as such. Whenever you know, even though it's like, but it's a very tough situation because like, because this guy can literally bowl over you, you know. And so it's like, it's a, how do you tell a guy, hey, you got to hit him and you got to wrap him, whatever, but at the same time, don't right. lay your weight on him, you know? Right. Or so it's he's it's, it's like it's just this weird deal with a guy that like Josh Allen, who's really and truly kind of a unicorn when it comes to this because he's big and he's fast and he's like you know a quarterback.
3: Anyway, yeah, it goes back to I think a. Lot a lot of people at the end of that Patriots Raiders games were like, why, why would you have that conversation about reminding them of a scenario? Smart. Could people do that? Yeah. Like, it, it, by the way, guys, and it's just a passing comment, but still it's like, Hey, guys, remember too, it's a tie game. We're going to run this. Yeah. You don't need to do anything extra because we're going to overtime. If you yeah. break it, you break it. You don't, you don't. That's why that was so inexplicable. Mm-hmm. If you're well coached and you are smart, then you are at least mentioning this is a scenario guys. Don't go full nuclear and have to do anything because we got an extra period coming. And it's the same thing with that. You got to think of those small things. Yeah. It's
4: just, it it was just, you, you hear those little bitty nuggets from a guy like that. And you start to realize like, see, that's, that's a sharp dude because like, right, that guy. you just remind someone, hey, I don't care if he's as big as a tight end. Right. He's still a quarterback, so they're going to call a penalty if you if you hit this guy, you know, in the in the fashion that, you know, you would hit any other player on the field. It is it is uh, Tuesday, so we're going to throw up our top ten power ratings here. For me, pretty interesting for me this week. Um, the top three do stay the same. Mm-hmm. Look, there has to be an adjustment, um, from in my opinion, on the Eagles from going to Hertz and um Going from Hertz up to uh to Gardner Minshew. So they they fall to five, but I'm sitting here, Bills, Bengals, Chiefs, 49ers at four, Eagles at five, Cowboys at six, Chargers at seven, Jags eight, Packers nine, Vikings at ten. Falling out for me this week are the Dolphins and the Lions. And so this was a pretty interesting, uh, pretty interesting, I think, movement for me from the aspect that the Jags enter, the Packers enter. The Vikings continue to fall because they just can't play defense. And then of course the dolphins and the lions, given the quarterback situation for the dolphins and then just the lions overall kind of situation, they fall out of the top 10 for me. Uh, when you take a look here, do you have a, do you have a major gripe with my 10 here?
3: Um, no, I don't think so. I think my, I, to be honest with you, my gripe, if I am griping mm-hmm. uh, would be, I would flip Jacksonville and Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I would have the Jags rated a little bit higher and, yeah. um, And this is just a, I don't have any other argument other than I don't like the look of the Dallas Cowboys as a top six team in the Mm -hmm. NFL, but I also don't think that there's a team that I would really put ahead of them. And I would flip Minnesota and Green Bay. I think that's probably just a couple of flippages.
4: We, we made our we made our friends in San Diego happy because we gave them the team back. I wasn't so going to point us, it out. It was, no, we gave them the team I back. I did and hand I'm very signals happy. to
3: our crew in the back for them I was, to just, I was
4: just saying I'm very happy. They'll be happy to see that we gave them their team back. And so, they'll be like, hey, listen, we don't have to make that trek up <laughs> to, right. to L.A. anymore. So we're, now they can we're, play a Snapdragon yeah. stadium. <laughs> yeah. <where> the, uh, <laughs> whatever the San Diego it was. State yeah, whatever, played, yeah. yeah, because they did condemn the other stadium or something right. like that. So, they're playing in the soccer stadium. Or whatever it might be. So I guess the the real question would be, and I guess an argument that a lot of people would make with me is having Cincinnati two and ahead a of, ahead of Kansas city. I think a lot of people probably are bills, chiefs or chiefs, bills, maybe Cincinnati isn't even at three. Maybe they even have the Eagles still at three 49ers. So I think this, I think the Cincinnati is probably the most polarizing team in all of this, because I think you could, they probably a healthy amount of power ratings out there that have them as low as five, I just don't agree with that. Oh, I think I that the offense that, is, yeah. is, is as powerful as any offense in the league. And like I said, the defense has been pretty consistent all year long. So I mean, I guess that would be the most polarizing team Yeah, and I,
3: I, I suppose you make the argument they are not to because the loss of Lyle Collins is pretty big for them for an offensive mm-hmm. line that's been better. But I don't think it's enough to like the unit as a whole has been good enough that I think you can overcome Lyle Collins. So but no, I, I, I look, you and I talk about it a lot. Mm-hmm. I've got I've got this Bengals team pretty high. I like this team a lot. I got a Super
4: Bowl ticket on them. I'm in. I you, to. you and me both. Quick pro tip here. Just remember, on those uh, on those short total games, these these point values just really, really mean a whole lot more. So taking those short dogs and teasing them up in these low total games is always advantageous, or has been at least over the last several, several years when we're playing these teaser legs. John's in here all week long with me. We are going to keep you informed. Stick around to Vison
1: work. Zumo Play.